When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, this is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with Mike Goldstein again, my very good friend and fellow coach. Welcome, Mike. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this topic. We're going to do something a little different today and answer some questions that came in after some of the other podcast episodes we recorded together about online dating. I did a community post over on my YouTube channel and on Instagram earlier today, and we got about six questions that we're going to answer about how to build an online dating profile that attracts high quality men how to start a conversation online, exactly what to say, how to stay safe and avoid scammers or dangerous men or narcissists, all kinds of things like that. And also what to do and say with men who just want to message back and forth forever and not move things into real life. But before we get into some of these questions, Mike, I'm curious to hear from your perspective, what would you say is the number one thing that indicates how quickly someone will meet a high quality partner, that right person for them online versus people who seem to online date for years and really struggle with meeting quality people? Yeah, great question. I think there's two pieces. Um, I've noticed that folks that have a very positive, happy mindset really outperform everyone else. If they can consistently show up to a date in a happy place with a smile on their face, they perform better than folks that are kind of starting to get jaded from dating. And then on top of that, we need folks that can deal with adversity. Um, as, as we all know, you know, sometimes you go on date one, two, three dates in a row that just aren't your person and it can get very discouraging. So a person that can show up to date four of a new guy and still have that smile on their face and still have that same enthusiasm to be dating, those folks are going to get there a lot quicker um, than other folks. That's so true. It really reminds me of a client that we had. For those of you who don't know, Mike and I actually do private coaching together now. We take on clients to work with Mike's system. Mike's the founder of Easy Dating Coach, and he actually has the highest success rate in the entire country for getting his clients into relationships within the first three to four months, typically. And he brought me on a few years ago. We love working with women together. And 
I don't know if you remember, Mike, but we had a client, I believe at the end of last year, who was an amazing woman in her 60s. And she met a phenomenal man online, I believe within the first two months of working with us. And that was her exact mindset. I knew right away from my first call with her that she was going to meet a great guy quickly, even though she was new to online dating, hadn't dated in a while. Did you get that feeling as well from her? Oh, yeah. I mean, I told her, I'm like, this is going to be a slam dunk, a layup. For anyone who doesn't play basketball, like, just this is going to be easy. She's just so exuberant, so smiley. And I know that's what men are excited about. Like, the person that's just enjoying life. Like, she was 60 going on 15. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a guy was going to fall all over himself for her. And that's exactly what happened. It's so true. And I can definitely relate to feeling burned out or discouraged or frustrated. So if you're at that place and you're listening to this, there's no need to worry because you can always shift it. I know we've done a lot of different podcast episodes on this, on practical tips and mindset shifts to quickly attract the right person. We also did one on seven hidden beliefs that prevent you from meeting a quality partner and all kinds of other episodes that we recorded together. But I love that story from that client. And she just had this attitude that was so process oriented. That's another thing I see from women who meet the right guy really quickly. They tend to be more process oriented, which is a very feminine energy quality, meaning they say things like, you know what, I'm just going to go out and practice. I'm just going to go out and practice smiling and making eye contact and speaking from my heart, or I'm going to practice leaning back and receiving from a man, whatever it is that they want to work on, they just go out and practice and they see every single interaction with any man is getting them one step closer to what they want, rather than being really results oriented or in that masculine energy way of doing things where they think I'm just going to go out and meet a hundred men and strategically find my Mr. Right. And then, like you said, after a few dates where the guy wasn't the one, they tend to get really burned out and frustrated. And it really comes out in their energy and in their vibe, right? Oh, that was so beautiful and well said. You know, we we all get discouraged. Like I know myself, definitely included, when I go on a bad date, sometimes I'll come home and I will find like the most unhealthy thing to eat to just like put damage upon my body because I'm like, oh, (laughs) bad date. And I get it. Like, And I also get all the folks that are like, I hate online dating. 95% of the people I talk to do not like online dating. But when you're doing the right system, it starts to become more fun. And then also with that mindset shift of even when I go on these bad dates, I learned something or I got one step closer to my person. I realized I like this, this and that about that person, but I really don't like this. And that's what makes them undateable. So you're getting closer. And even if you have a relationship that lasts a year or two or three months, you look at the qualities you like and you look at what you didn't like and you're getting a step closer and you're learning more about yourself, more about what you want. So everything is a graduation, not a failure. Absolutely. It's getting you one step closer to what you want, even if you found out more about what you don't want. Now you have all these new desires as a result of what you just experienced. You're clarifying more of what you want. I know we worked with another client maybe about two years ago now who was also in her 60s and had been dating online for I think at least two years before working with the both of us. And we were able to shift her mindset. And I believe she met an amazing guy who she's still with now. 
I think about two or three months after starting to work with us. So if you tend to feel burned out or frustrated around online dating or just dating in general, you can actually really turn things around quickly. Don't you think, Mike? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I want to give everyone the right to to take a break, too. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like, oh, I have to go on a date or oh, I'm getting all these messages and just totally feeling burnout. And even if you're like a 10 out of 10 of priority of love right now, it's okay to take a week, a two week, a month, two months off and just hit the reset button. And then when you're ready, you can, you know, call Helena and I and and we'll help you or you can go about it yourself. But give yourself that availability to take some time off. That's such a good point. I mean, I did that personally. I took about two, two and a half years off of actually trying to intentionally get out there and date. You know, I would sometimes meet people randomly when I was out and about, but I really waited to heal and get myself to a place where I was truly ready. And I waited until I believed with every fiber of my being that this was going to happen quickly. This was going to be the easiest, most amazing unfolding of my entire life. And then when that inspiration hit to go online. I did that. And as most people know by now, I met my amazing husband, Tom, within 24 hours of joining that online dating site. We met on Bumble, which we can talk about as we get into some of these questions. And I'm so glad that I didn't just go through the motions when I really wasn't ready or at a place where I wanted to date, even though there was pressure. Obviously, there's the biological clock thing I know for women. I'm just glad I didn't do that to myself. I had online dated in the past years and years ago with a different mindset. And when you do that, the results you get can be very mixed. So I definitely relate to everything you're saying. Is there anything else you want to share on that? Or should we get into some of these questions? I mean, just real quick, and then we'll get into the questions. Although you did it in 24 hours, and it sounds like this miraculous miracle, I want to highlight that, you know, I, I've been, you know, one of Helena's best friends for a, a while now, and I was mm -hmm. there watching her journey. She would go on dates here and there. Uh -huh. But every time she was learning, hey, I like this. Hey, I don't like that. And hey, I'm not in a place right now to date. I'm going to take some time off. Hey, I'm feeling better now. I'm going to go date. So she was really listening to her, you know, inner Helena of what she, <laughs> inner Helena or child Helena really wanted. And when Helena was feeling inspired, she's like, I'm going to go on dates. And when she wasn't, she's like, I'm not going to date. And now I know exactly what I want. And anyone who doesn't meet that, I'm going to discard of them fairly quickly. And when I watched her date, a lot of guys would keep asking her out and she'd be like, you know, I don't think they're cutting the mustard. And she would quickly move through people and not give the 75%, as Tom would say, guys, a real chance. And, and she wouldn't give them much time. And eventually she would just cut all these guys off until a guy of Tom's caliber showed up. And now she's like, oh, I'm all in. Let's go. Yeah, I do want to see this person. Let's get to date two, three. And now, you know, date 200 or whatever <laughs> I love that reflection. I've never actually heard you say that before. I've never really even thought about that before. That's another thing too. I think women who have that discernment and can quickly move on and move through the men who are not the right ones within, I'd say, date three, you know, you should have a pretty good idea of whether or not this is someone who's in alignment with what you truly want. Usually it's well before that date one to maybe even the first phone call. You can tell pretty quickly once you get good at this, whether or not someone is 
somebody who you would want to continue to get to know and build something with. So yeah, that's another thing too. I see women who are struggling for a long time tend to hang on to these half-hearted connections. And those people are actually the furthest away from what they want because they're not fully available for the right person. If they're sort of hanging on to men, even energetically, who just aren't available or ready for what they truly want. So I love that you said that. And we can talk about that a little more as we get into some of these questions. So the first one that got sent in is how can you build a dating profile that attracts high quality men? And this is the perfect question for you, Mike. I know you're a total expert in this. This is what you help our clients with specifically, right? Yeah. You know, I think it's so daunting to have to write a profile, like, especially let's say you're doing match.com and you know, for the folks over 40, you really should be using match.com um, if you're looking for a love or a partnership. And then the first thing that, well, after you fill out all the, the nonsense to get to, ma- you know, the actual site of the profile, the first thing says self-summary. And then they give you this vast open white space and you're like, I don't know what to say here. Um, so I built a structure that I want folks to use that I want to outline right now. Um, use this for now on. So now it's not like this daunting white space. It it becomes quite easy. Anyway, here's your outline. Um, First, write six things I can't live without. And now for this white space, I want you to build an outline. Notice how I said outline. Um, We are writing to a man. A man wants an outline and he's going to peruse your summary and just kind of do like in his head, he's going to do check marks. And so for your six things, he's going to go, ooh, is that something I like or don't like? And he kind of knows what he wants. He's like, let me use me, for example. I want someone who's healthy, athletic, um, appears to be kind, and blah, blah, blah. So I just go check, check, check once they have the things, and then I would send them a message. So do not write a prose or like a novel. Um, A lot of coaches out there and a lot of agencies out there are writing these beautiful novels and don't get me wrong. They're well-written, but that is the total wrong way to go. These novels are very daunting to look at. They're very scary on the eyes and men don't want that. They want an outline and they want check marks. A man is a guy that likes accomplishing things. However, if you're a man writing towards a woman, fine, you can write like a little bit of a novel and, and try to tell a story with emotions. Women are more apt to wanting to read that what we found but men need an outline Hmm. all right so six things i can't live without now you need to be wildly specific here um like for example you can't say my iphone um you can say google maps because i love to find restaurants that are 4.6 stars or higher and go every saturday night so you Hmm. very quickly say that the next part of the summary i would say on a typical friday night um, because we're trying to figure out if your lifestyles align. So on a typical Friday night, I stop working at 5 p.m. I make a salmon with uh, teriyaki Brussels sprouts and uh, sliced strawberries. I binge three episodes of Medici on Netflix. And then I'm in bed at 11. I wake up at 7 and run four miles. So we see if that aligns with your partner. So some people are like, oh, I love that. Oh, I love Medici. Oh, she cooks. Whatever that looks like. Then finally, you do one sentence, I'm looking for. And so uh, I'm looking for my forever Netflix partner or whatever it says. 
so that it's crystal clear um, what you're looking for and what your attention is. And you can also maybe list one or two things you want in a man there. Now, notice this is at the bottom of the profile, Helena. Mm -hmm. It can't be at the top. You don't start a profile by saying, I want a man who's, you know, nine feet tall and built like Wolverine. <laughs> Think about marketing. You don't like say what you want. You first offer and show them, hey, I've got all these amazing qualities. I'm this person. And then at the end, you say, here's what I want. So your wish list goes at the bottom. Um, does that all make sense? Absolutely. You know, in all our years of working together, I've never heard you explain that before. So that was all new to me. <laughs> I love everything you said there. That is so interesting. And I know you have some great things to say about profile pictures too, because that's what's really important, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I always joke that you could have Shakespeare in your profile, but it, it will never get uh, read if you don't have a good profile picture. Mm-hmm. Your listeners may or may not know, I've been partnered with Match OK Cupid and eHarmony for about nine years now and been working with um, their data scientists uh, where they share their data with me. And the most important thing about profile pictures is what they've found. And your face um, needs to make up 8 to 15% of the surface area of the photograph. So think about if you're looking at a photo, 100% is the whole thing. You need to be the proper distance that your face only makes up 8 to 15% of the picture. So what that means is your three-quarter lengths, which I didn't know what that mean, meant either, basically a shot where we can see your knees to your face or maybe even further back where we can see your shoes, that is the proper distance from the camera. You know, there's so many folks out there saying, you need a headshot. Where's your headshot? <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of coaches recommend that, but it's not based on any data. You have actually worked with these online dating companies, right? And this is what, what they found. Yeah. They do the math. They've analyzed millions of profiles, millions of pictures. If you want to put a headshot up there, you will get less messages than everybody else that's not doing a headshot. But the good news is, is like 95% of profiles have headshots. So you listening to this conversation right now, this podcast, you are going to outperform about 95% of profiles just by having pictures that are further away from the camera. Hmm. So interesting. And this is for your main profile picture, right? The first one that people see once they do for a every picture. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's great to know. Really good to know. How many photos would you recommend that somebody put up? I'm just curious. I would say at least four, I'd say four to eight. Um, but you know, if you have, so they, they gotta be telling different stories. Um, when I look and I work with a client, um, it tells a story like this first one. Ooh, you look so beautiful. You're the girl next door. Ah, uh, this one's showing you really dressed up. So imagine I could take Helena to this, this ball. And then the next picture is like, oh, she's dressed down. You know, I imagine I could be hanging out with her. We could be walking through the promenade in that outfit. And then, oh, this one, she's athletic. Oh, we could be playing soccer together. And then the next one, maybe we don't see Helena as well. She's really far away, but she's um, like surfing. Oh, so not only do I get to be with this amazingly beautiful woman, but we get to go surfing. So it's all telling a story. So you can have, you know, nine pictures if it's telling a story, but never, ever, ever put a picture in there where you don't look good. Um, 
not not a good idea. And also, I would suggest uh, professional pictures, but make sure you do one iPhone or one Android picture so that it shows that you're a real profile because some people think it's a scam if they just see professional shots. Mm, got it. Such a good point. And I'm thinking back to my single online dating days and you can really tell a lot by a person through their photos. If a guy had five or so photos and they're all just late at night out at a bar drinking with a bunch of people, <laughs> it's kind of a turnoff, right? So it's, I love what you said, just be well-rounded, show the things that you like to do, tell a story about yourself with the photos. I think that's great. And speaking of scams, that actually brings us to the next question. I'm leaving the names off of these, by the way. But this person said, how to stay safe and avoid scams, catfish, dangerous men who just want to hurt you, or abusive narcissists. I certainly have my own ideas about this, but is there anything you want to say on this one quickly? Yeah, I read your answer. I actually really liked it. So maybe um, you should handle this one. Okay. Yeah, great. I know Mike and I were sort of brainstorming with these questions before we started recording. So first of all, in terms of avoiding scams or catfish, I think it's important to meet the person in real life quickly, just as quickly as possible. You don't need to be chatting with them online for weeks or months, of course, right? As quickly as you can meet them in real life, in a public place where you feel safe, obviously, don't go to a guy's house on the first or second date. Don't give him your address. Just meet at a Starbucks, meet at a park, you know, somewhere in public where you feel comfortable that's close to where you live, ideally. And don't get involved with someone who's long distance and you've never even met them in person yet. I hear from so many women who get involved in these long distance connections and the guy just seems amazing and he's so romantic, <laughs> right? But then what happens? Eventually they ask for money, they disappear. The woman has gotten so invested in this person they've never met, and the guy was not invested at all because it just doesn't work that way for men. Men don't get attached the way we women tend to do with messaging and calling. So I think as quickly as you can meet someone in real life in a public place, and if they don't want to do that, or if they're a little long distance, they don't want to video chat or do a Zoom call first, and they don't want to meet in real life, drop them. They might not be who they say they are. At the very least, they're a time waster, right? Mm -hmm. um, in terms of avoiding narcissists, I say take things really slowly. Don't get swept up in any love bombing that could happen early on. Don't invest too quickly in the relationship before he does. So let the time go by and see if his actions remain consistent and his actions line up with his words. And you can't really go wrong by doing that, right? The right person is going to respect your boundaries and wishes to take things slowly. And I also think it's important to note that most men are not like this. And I can kind of feel the energy of this question. If you have this really strong fear or belief system that that's all that's out there online, you'll end up attracting some of those things, right? Because you have all this energy and emotional charge around it. So there are a lot of great men online. If I hadn't online dated, I wouldn't have met my amazing husband who is just such a gentleman, so respectful. He was that way right from the beginning. And I know he can't be the only person like that out there. <laughs> there's a lot of great guys online. And there's some people who you probably don't want in your life online. So it's about having that discernment and listening to your intuition, being smart and making these good decisions right up front. But Mike, I'd love to hear if you have anything to add to this one. No, I think you kind of nailed it. Okay, great. Yeah, that was an easy one, but I think it's so important. So hopefully that was helpful for anyone wondering about that. The next question that got sent in was a great one. 
she said, do you know of any red flags or green flags to look for in an online dating profile? Mike, I'm actually really curious what your thoughts are on this one. Yeah, I mean, I just want to start with this, um, what I think to be some simple stuff that I think a lot of our listeners probably know, might know. Um, but if a guy is separated, um, mm. those are usually tough. Good one. Yes. Um, I have a feeling this is going to evolve as we get, um, you know, in about 20 or 30 years from now, we won't care about this. But in this moment, um, if you've got like a guy in his late 50s or 60s, never married, it kind of makes me wonder if he's our uh, eternal bachelor. So sometimes, and you know, these are not hard and fast rules. These are just something to keep your eye on that mm-hmm. may um, allude to a person not really being available for a relationship. And then definitely if anywhere in the profile he's talking about touching or anything sexual, or I want to kiss, or I want to cuddle or any of that stuff, he's probably just looking for sex. Um, That's a great one. I'm loving all of these. I've never heard you talk about this before either, actually. So this is great. Yeah. Any others? Yeah. Especially for our, our business professionals that are um, doing well. Um, you know, seeing what town they live in. Is that a good area? Seeing what job they have. Is that a, is that a pretty good job? And then you know, you can kind of see how they are with their family. Like maybe um, they've got grandchildren and they're all excited about that. Um, that's kind of a testament to character. And if they, you know, are involved in that, that, that's a good sign. And then the one that, you know, has always and historically has been the number one indicator of whether we want to interact with someone has always been um, how they articulate themselves. So if their English is... Um, you know, at a proper standard that you're, um, it seems like they're, uh, can articulate themselves, then that's a good sign. Um, so definitely be biased based on, you know, are they stringing a few sentences together? Mm-hmm. So good. I think that's really great. And something I always say is don't get too caught up in analyzing what's in a guy's profile. Everything you said was great. Obviously, you want to look out for those things. If a guy is separated, not divorced, or he flat out says he's not looking for a relationship, or he only wants something casual, and that's not what you want, if there's any big discrepancies like that. But other than that, I'm a fan of just moving things into real life quickly. We can talk about that as we get into the last question here. But you really want to just get in person quickly with someone, feel out the vibe, meet for 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour at the most for the first time. And you'll find out all kinds of things, especially what he does after that. So you don't want to create a fantasy in your mind about someone because he has an amazing profile. And you don't even know if he's the type of man who wants to meet in person and move things forward and actually date, have a regular in-person dating relationship. So before you get invested at all, you want to make sure that you're on the same page and he's actually showing you with his actions that he's serious about you and ready to move things forward, right? Absolutely. You know, I'll never forget a lesson I learned in consulting, Helena. Um, my, uh, he was a partner of IBM. He was, I, I reported right to the, him. Anyway, he says, if you don't know, go. And so I was a salesman trying to drum up business. And I reached out to this VP of IT at a, like a Fortune 500 um, marketing uh, IT company. Anyway, he, I'm like, uh, I was wondering if you want to grab lunch sometime. I'd like to buy you lunch. And Alex goes, um, he goes, you know, Mike, I'm happy to grab lunch with you. But listen, our company is on a hiring freeze, so we can't do any consulting projects. Like there's nothing to do. 
and I go to Alex. I'm like, great. I want to make, I want to make my friends now. And then you'll remember that we, you know, built our friendship now. And when the hiring freeze is over, you can give me a shout and uh, we'll do some work together. So we go to lunch and I don't talk to him about anything, business, nothing. All I do is just get to know him as a personal level. How many kids does he have? Anything about his family? What he likes to do for fun? Where, you know, all that. And then at the end of it, he goes, you know what? We have some openings that we need to fill. <laughs> Interesting. I, I have this project and I have, um, you know, I have a few consulting roles that I need to fill. And so I, you know, I didn't know and I went. And so I ended up doing um, probably anywhere from 500 to a million dollars worth of business. And then, you know, over probably five, uh, you know, three, four years, I probably did $2 million worth of business with this, just this guy. And, you know, how does this relate to dating? When you're looking at a profile and you're looking at a guy and you're not sure, well, find out. Mm -hmm. That's the mindset we need. Don't, if you don't know, go. And so if it's really not sure, maybe you do a 15 minute phone call or maybe you do a, a quick Zoom or a FaceTime. But if you are not having that many options and you're not sure, then go on a 30 minute date, 45 minute date. If Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead, Elena. Oh, I was going to say, what's the worst that can happen? We spend 30 minutes doing all kinds of other things, wasting time, <laughs> sitting in traffic, standing in line. Why not go and just feel it out? As you were telling that story, I've never heard that story either. So I loved just hearing that perspective and experience you had. Most people also know by now, if you've been following my story, that in the what are you looking for section in my husband Tom's profile, it said not sure yet. <laughs> I think a lot of people would see that as a red flag. A lot of people ask me about that. Now, of course, he didn't say I only want something casual or I don't want a relationship. He's not that kind of guy at all. He's not a casual dating kind of guy, but he just said not sure yet. And I didn't really think about that. The question I get all the time is what made you want to take that risk? And for me, it wasn't a risk at all. I just met him for dinner for an hour or two, right? It's not a risk. I wasn't invested. I wasn't trying to change his mind. I didn't know anything about him. I had absolutely nothing to go off of. And so we just met up and I thought, Hey, why not? You know, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I thought he was really good looking. There's much worse ways I could spend a Saturday night. Right. And so I just kind of showed up and we ended up having a great time and connecting. And I thought, wow, he is really a gentleman. And the same thing happened the next day. We just kind of went on another date. We saw each other again and things kind of moved along at a steady, easy pace. And we were married a year later after that first date, right? So just because his profile said, not sure yet, the truth behind that is he didn't actually know if he could meet his future wife online. He just, he's very smart and analytical, you know? So he, he wasn't sure if he could actually meet the one, if it was even possible to meet the one online, but he certainly was open to that. So had I analyzed his profile and disqualified him, I would not be in this amazing relationship with my soulmate and a baby on the way, right? So I'm so happy that I didn't read into that too much. And I love that you said, if you don't know, go. Is that the phrase that you used? Yeah. And I mean, I think Tom's a great example. Like if let's say we had access to his profile right now, I bet you if we looked at the whole picture, you're like, wow, he's articulate. Wow. He's got a great job. Wow. He owns his own home. Uh, he's good looking. He seems to be very caring. He seems to have put thought in his answers. He's 
you know, very methodical and, and seems to be a gentleman. So when we look at the big picture, like, wow, this is a great guy. He puts, I don't know, maybe that could allude to, wow, this is such a man of integrity that he's just being blatantly honest. But maybe if we show up and we're the right person and he's the right person, maybe don't know based on a man that's full of integrity and wanting to um, build a life, which clearly he's built for himself before he met Helena of a house, a great job, a career, a friends, family, that maybe it all just comes together. So I urge people or I suggest to people, look at the whole big picture. And if there's a lot of things that look exciting and maybe one or two things that don't like aren't total deal breakers, but like, you know, you're like a little iffy about, well, let's get curious about it on the date. You know, Helena, at some point, I'm sure asked Tom, like, hey, I saw you put, don't know what you're looking for. Like, what are you looking for? And eventually Tom's like, and I know this, Tom was like, well, I wasn't quite sure, but then I met you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a pretty good answer. (laughs) Yeah, actually, he actually met, uh, asked me that on our second date. At the end of our second date, he was driving me back to my place. And he's like, so, you know, what are you, what are you kind of hoping for as the outcome of this online dating thing? So he actually brought it up. And yeah, absolutely. I think some guys don't know what they want until they find it. And that certainly doesn't mean that they're just out there casually dating and wasting people's time and sleeping around. That is just certainly not, (laughs) does not describe, you know, he always says, I just don't understand how someone could sleep with someone in a one night stand situation, or I don't understand how someone could just text a woman or a guy with no intentions of taking it further and really getting to know them. It just, who has time for that? You know, integrity is the perfect word to describe him. And so, yeah, I'm so glad that um, it wasn't a risk because I was going to say I took that risk, but it really wasn't a risk at all because I was just showing up process oriented, having fun, enjoying the moment. But I'm glad I didn't get too up in my head about exactly what was on his profile, if that makes sense. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so good at that. Like it's a good <laughs> mindset. That's why you're yeah. the mindset coach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you trust yourself, you can do whatever you want, right? <laughs> Forget about these rules that you set up for yourself externally. Just trust yourself and follow your intuition and just see where it takes you because you can always take a step back if something doesn't feel right. If I had showed up on that date and he was talking about, well, I don't know, the 10 other women he had gone on a date with this month or something was weird. If there was some kind of red flag obviously I wouldn't have continued to date him. So I I think that just applies across the board. I love everything you had to say there. So let's move into the next question. The next uh, one that was sent in, she says, how to process long distance relationships from different countries and cultures. So I said earlier that I'm really not a fan of women getting involved in these long distance connections. If you've never even met the person yet, because you're just making it way harder on yourself. And most of these so-called relationships never really materialize or turn into something real, at least from what I've seen. I'd love to hear from you on that, Mike. And what happens is a lot of times the woman gets really invested if they're talking to the guy every day or texting him every morning or every evening. And that's often not happening from the man's perspective. But yeah, any thoughts on this question, Mike? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's such a bad process, a bad strategy to you know, seek out long distance relationships. Mm -hmm. And even for those folks that say like, well, I live in X town and there's not my type of guy in X town. You are who you are. You are X lady in X town. So if you exist in that town, then there must be a male that somehow exists in that town too. So if you're, you know, some 
super uh, like college educated business professional in some very rural town. And you're like, no one meets my um, education standard here. Cause I'm, you know, a lot of the educated folks um, move to the major cities. Well, someone like you probably exists somewhat near you. And so I'd say seek them out first and don't get me wrong. If you're in a very rural area and there's 10 people, I get it. You got to go a little larger, but as part of your process, you know, start with 10 miles, then go 25 miles, then 50, then 75, then 100. Don't just start at 3,000. Don't be like, yes. well, I live in New York. Let me start in LA. <laughs> right. Like, let me start, uh, you know, where I am and let me just keep going larger, larger, larger until I get to the person. Um, can I go on a rant real quick about something? <laughs> of course. Yeah, I would love to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. So, Helena, as you know, my strategy for the last 10 15 years, I don't know, has been 50, 12, one, which is we send 50 messages. I expect about 12 of them to want to go on a date. And then we pick one every week. So many folks are saying there's not 50 people. And once you work with me and I really look into these people, there are, and I, I want you to hear this. (laughs) There are way more. There are 50 people to send messages to. We are doing zero upfront research on our 50. And then 12 are coming back from the 12. That's when we're starting our research. So then from the 12, we're just looking for one good one. So be very um, open. Just send, send these 50 to anyone, basically. Um, what we found, there's a scientific study done about 30, 40 years ago that when we have women rate men on a zero to 10 scale, when they were looking at their... Um, uh, pictures of them you could rate a guy a four then they let them talk to the guy for an hour if he had a terrible personality a four could turn into a zero when they re-rated their sexual attractiveness with a great personality a four went up to an eight so basically any man that's a four or above looks wise and we're doing no other research than looking at the thumbnail of their profile then you can send him a message because there's a chance he turns into an eight and what i've been finding is most people have been marrying and starting life partnerships with folks that are an eight of sexual attractiveness and a 10 out of 10 compatibility. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Love that. Rather than going after one guy at a time, like I mentioned, seeing their profile, creating some fantasy in your mind about him, just messaging that one guy and then feeling disappointed when he doesn't respond. Right? <laughs> I mean, he might not even be on that site anymore. So I love the 50-12-1 method. It's minimal upfront research. And then when you get the responses back, okay, these are people who are actually interested and available. Now you can go look at their profile, see how compatible you might be. Do I have that right? That's totally right. And I don't talk about this that often because uh, maybe it's discouraging. I don't know. But so I'm, I'm, I'm working with the director of analytics at eHarmony. And he's got millions and millions of data points. He's got all these data scientists reporting to him. And he's like, all I want to do is create an algorithm that gets people together. And especially when he was doing this, there was a long questionnaire at eHarmony and all this data to look at a person. He's like, all right, I'm going to take all this data and I'm going to match them with another person with all this data. And what he determined after being there for many years is he basically couldn't do it. It was a 50-50 crapshoot, whether if he used the algorithm or didn't use the algorithm, whether you'd be a match or not. 
Wow. So all this alludes to, and what I've been, and Helena and I have been pushing for the last 10 years of our career is be open and just go. Because it doesn't matter if we use OKCupid's algorithm match. It, it doesn't quite work yet. We're not good enough at filling them out ourselves. We're not good enough with the algorithm. It doesn't work. So we just kind of have to, unfortunately, we have to filter ourselves. We have to show up and still our, our brain and our heart is a better algorithm than anything we've been able to create with a computer at this point. So you just got to do the work. There's no shortcuts. There's no algorithm that really gets us to the person faster than the algorithm that we use within our brain. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Again, never heard you share that story. Never heard you talk about that before. So I'm actually learning a few things here today, which I absolutely love. Tom and I actually talk about that all the time is that people create these very specific lists of what they think they want. And it's very limiting. And it's a very sort of choosing with your masculine energy way of going about things where I recommend women get on the date, talk to the guy, see how it feels to be with them. That's choosing with your feminine energy because you trust that the right person for you is going to have all those qualities you're looking for and so much more. So you don't want to get too specific too quickly. I think that's kind of the theme of this whole episode, Mike. I think that's really important. Just go feel the vibe out, see what he does after that, right? You, he could look like the greatest guy in the world on paper and you could seem compatible online or talk for hours on the phone. But if he doesn't ask you on a second date after the first one, all of that was wasted time and energy and emotions, right? So I'm loving everything you're saying there. Is there anything else you want to say on that one or you want to move into the next question? It is hammer at home. Like I had this limiting belief that, you know, artistic people, like I am not artistic. I am not creative in that way at all. Like I'm a total process math guy. And I'm like, artistic people, I'm not going to date them. And I'm not saying this is my wife, but I started dating a, a very artistic, like makeup artist. And I used to say, I would never date a makeup person. Like, I don't like makeup. I'm not into it. Like, it's not my thing. But I started dating her and I go on the date and I'm like, wow, I'm having so much fun. We're having so much in common. It's so easy to speak to this person. And if I would have stayed in my belief set that I couldn't date an artistic type person, I would have never went on a date and realized, wow, that was totally wrong. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I didn't know I went. And now, you know, I have another date with this person and I'm very excited. So we got to give folks chances We're, you know, things change. So true. I mean, the right person, there's just no way to articulate it. I mean, I think back to that first client we were talking about who was very process oriented and met a great guy really quickly and they're still together. Uh, she had this list. She came to us with this list where she was retired. She had freedom. So she was pretty adamant that she wanted the guy to be retired too. She wanted him to, you know, work out four times a week and we had these really specific things. And my work with her in our first couple sessions was really just undoing that list and getting her choosing from her feminine energy and the guy she ended up with was amazing he was still working just a regular nine to five job he had two years left and she ended up telling me in one of our last calls like I actually love that he's still working because it gives me freedom to still travel with friends and he's gets six weeks of vacation a year so we're going to be traveling together taking all these trips it, it's really interesting what he does I love hearing about it so if I had gone off this list, I would have filtered him out. I wouldn't have even given him a chance or gone on a first date with him. So I'm so glad that I just went for it because he seemed like a gentleman. I felt good talking to him and things fell into place from there. So I just love everything you're saying. 
And the last two questions are questions I get all the time. The first one is, what are some good ways to start a conversation on a dating app, such as Bumble, where women take the initiative? And I'd actually like to hear your perspective on what's the first message or what's what approach should women take for any app or site that they're on? Sure. Well, I'll let you answer with a specific answer, but I'm going to give you the overarching principle of it does not matter. I love that. Yes. <laughs> Um, you could say like, I love cows and I have a big left toe <laughs> and it'll perform not that much worse than <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, asking something very specific, like, Hey, I see you like soccer and Chelsea's your team. You know, who's your favorite player? Like something a little more specific guys are going to respond. If you have a decent profile and good pictures, they're going to respond. They're just um, so, happy to hear from you, right? They're thrilled yeah. that somebody messaged them. I think we talked about that in another episode we recorded together. So it doesn't really matter what you say, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter much. I think as long as you don't just go hi or hey, <laughs> maybe give it a sentence or two. I'm trying to think of what I said to Tom. Again, it was not well-crafted at all. It was just whatever came to me in the moment. I, I messaged him, I believe, probably the first day that I joined it because he messaged back within 24 hours of me joining the site. So I think I said something like, you know, hi, I just joined the site. I'm still kind of figuring out how it works. Hope you're having a great weekend. Let me know if you'd like to chat sometime. Something super basic like that. And he just responded right away. But I think I could have probably said anything just being myself and the outcome would have been the same. So I totally agree with you. So don't don't get caught up in crafting the perfect thing. I don't think it needs to be paragraphs and paragraphs, just something obviously more than one word, but something short and sweet is fine. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think Helena's message speaks to what Helena is looking for. She's looking for someone that's going to be positive and be happy. So she kind of wrote a message that left it open for him to have a positive response. And there wasn't necessarily information, but the information she wanted is she wants a person that can be positive. And I think that's what that allowed for. If you're looking for something uh, maybe specific, like, you know, you want someone who, you know, has certain similar things that you like to do. Maybe you say, hey, I hope you're having an amazing week. What do you like to do for fun? Mm -hmm. So any of these is fine. Um, and if you end up, you know, having a copy and paste scenario, if you're using like a Bumble or something, that's great. Or if you're sending messages on Match and just want to ask them out, that's great too. Like, hey, I hope you're doing amazing. How's your week going? When you get a free moment, let me know if you'd like to grab a drink sometime. All of this is fine. Anything, really. Mm -hmm. And I know the question we get a lot with this is, isn't that masculine? If the woman's reaching out first, if the woman say, hey, let's chat sometime, isn't that masculine? And I love your answer to this. Do you want to repeat that just for this episode in case people haven't heard that yet? Well, the last eight people that got married, seven of them, sent the first message to the guy and asked him out. And I can assure you, none of those husbands give a shit. <laughs> They're happy. Um, Myself included, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, and just to understand the why of this, we don't treat folks on the internet as humans. We treat them as an internet page um, because that's kind of what they are to us. And that's why we're so mean to each other on Match and Bumble, like you know, we don't break up with anyone. We just kind of disappear. We close their account if we don't like them. And we just don't treat people well for the most part. Um, I'm sure a lot of you experience that. Anyway, he's not a man. You're not a woman. You're just two internet pages. 
and the job is to get you guys in person. And so if you ask them out, um, you're not a woman, you're not being feminine, masculine, you're just an internet page. So get on the date and then, you know, be feminine, do a lot of the things Helena would teach you. And then at the end of the date, if it went well, once again, you can still be feminine. I had an amazing time. I hope I get to see you again. And then you see what he does. Does he ask you out again? Does that help, Helena? Absolutely. Because so just because you send the first message doesn't mean that you're going to have to constantly be the one to keep moving things forward. See what he does from there, right? Mm-hmm. And that actually brings us to our last question we're going to get into in a minute. But yeah, you just want to watch what he does. It doesn't mean that, you know, just because you're on Bumble. I met my husband on Bumble. Just <laughs> to remind everybody, right? And he's an incredibly masculine guy, moved things forward right away, knew what he wanted, planned the dates, drove to me, set things up, total gentleman. So a lot of people think, well, doesn't Bumble attract feminine energy men? And it's getting into that belief system again, right? There's all kinds of people on all the different sites. It's just about kind of being a beacon for what you want and believing that what you want is out there. So you can start attracting it to you quickly. So of course, after you send that first message, just lean back and see what he does. Does he just want to text forever? That's what the next question's about. Or does he suggest a phone call? Does he say, hey, let's meet up for a date? Or if you say something like that, does he jump on that opportunity or does he drop off? And we're kind of getting into this last question here. So the last one is something I also get asked all the time. And she said, what to do if a new guy I met online asks me a few times a day what I'm doing and how my day was, but we haven't met in person yet. And I hear about this all the time. Guys just want to be text buddies. They're not really eager to move things into real life. Do you hear this as well? Mike, what would you say to this person? Yeah, this drives me freaking nuts. (laughs) Like myself and my clients and our clients included are busy and we have stuff going on. And if you ask me how my day's going, it it drives me freaking nuts. Like it's the most. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) I can't stand it especially from someone who you have no interaction with yet. Like, why am I going to devote time to that? Anyway. Yeah, (laughs) totally agree. Um, I'm glad this person is reaching out that they're obviously some form of interest. I would just say, Hey, it would feel so amazing to either talk on, on the phone or, you know, go meet in person and then leave it at that. And then if they keep going, I'd probably give them one more chance. Be like, I'm not, you know, I don't love texting. I love meeting people in person. If you want to do that, let me know. And then if they keep going after that, I just, you know, that's it. I'm, I'm done with them. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yeah. I would say something basically exactly the same, right? It's been great getting to know you. I'm feeling a little burnt out on texting. A phone call would feel great sometime, or I'd love to meet up in person sometime, you know, or even what I'm looking for is a regular in-person dating relationship. It's like, you shouldn't even really have to explain that. But if a guy, all a guy wants is a text buddy and you continue to text him, you're kind of teaching him to not take you seriously after you state a boundary or a standard like that. So just go ahead and let him know if he's interested, he's going to jump on that opportunity. Even the most masculine energy men sometimes need a little encouragement when it comes to online dating. I found maybe the last five women, he asked them out too soon and it was, you know, they didn't feel comfortable and they shot him down. So all you need to do is just let him know that it would feel great to meet up sometime or talk on the phone. You're not really a texter or a little burnt out on texting. And if he's interested, he's going to be like, great. And (laughs) take the ball and run with it from there. Right. Absolutely. Can I tell you a story about like how healthy boundaries got kind of pushed before a date interaction? Oh yeah. I'd love to hear that. 
So this is the makeup artist again. So we got to a point and I, I asked her on my very typical date, like I love to do a first date walk. I, I enjoy that. Anyway, I asked her if she would like to go on a walk. And her interpretation of a walk date was she said that feels very low effort. Um, you know, it feels like you're almost like booking a place, you know, right by your house. So I have to drive further and it's just no effort. And I don't feel very special with that kind of date. And at this point, I didn't know her very well because we've never went on a date. And my brain, which might not have been right, thought, well, she must want a really fancy date. So I said to her, I'm like, I'm happy to do a more, a larger or better date with you. But I, I need to get to know you better first, you know, before I make that investment. So then we both agreed, how about we do a Zoom call? And then if that goes well, we'll do, you know, a more robust date. So then we did the Zoom call and we, you know, both agreed like, wow, we have a lot in common. And then the next date we went to, you know, a very fancy rooftop bar for drinks. But all of that came because she stated what she wanted. I stated what I wanted. And then we came to an idea that worked for both of us. And it felt so good to have both of us getting what we want, both of us to have this healthy discussion and I think a lot of people put what they want on the back burner instead of stating how they feel and just kind of going with it. We don't have to do that as women or men. We should get what we want and we should state this is what we're looking to accomplish here. And then, you know, we does that make sense, Elena? Totally. And what's the worst that can happen? Again, you don't end up meeting up because you're on different pages. Well, now you didn't waste your time or effort, right? So I love that story. Again, never heard that one before. I think it's a perfect example of what we've been talking about here. And don't get me wrong. I've had times where I said, let's go on a walk. And they said, you know, I don't walk and bye. And that was the perfect outcome too. Like, mm -hmm. all right, we decided we're different people. Like I love to have an active date. They love to not have an active date. So we're, we're not going to get along either anyway. So mm -hmm. this is all fabulous. Love it. This was so great. I was not <laughs> planning on having this episode go this long, but I think this is my favorite episode I've ever recorded with you, Mike. I've learned so much. I heard so many stories and experiences and examples that I've never heard from you before. So thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to say on this topic of how to quickly attract the right partner. And I also wanted to let people know how they could potentially work with us if they're interested in private coaching too. I would just say, um, you know, echo what we've been saying the whole time, just be wildly open-minded. If you're in a state of your life where you can be happy and deal with perseverance, just go out there and get on a lot of dates and have no shame. Uh, well, <laughs> frankly, a lot of people pay me to have no shame. I am the king of no shame. You know, my, my, some of my clients are laughing at me right now because I send, um, I send messages to a guy, like I send a blast message. And then like two, three weeks later, I send him a blast message. Then three weeks later, I send him another blast message. I don't care. Like if you don't want to have no shame, hire me because it gets results. Cause I have no shame. I will just keep blasting people messages until they tell us no or get on a date. Cause I don't want to be in maybe land. As far as I'm concerned, if you're in Toronto, you know, if you're in New York and there's 6,000 people um, in the 10 mile radius, there's 6,000 people that right now are in maybe land. And I want to get all 6,000 of them to a yes or a no for you on a date. And once we have all the yeses in a bucket, I want us to decide 
which ones deserve our time for a date and just get on those and then get you to love. So if you can have that mindset, um, you know, we'd be happy to, to help you with that. I know that's going to resonate with so many people. I love what you said, maybe land. Nobody wants to be in maybe land, right? We want this to happen quickly for you. So yeah, if people are interested in working with you or both of us, what can they do? Are you still offering free strategy sessions for people who want private coaching? Yeah, we're doing a, a 15 minute introductory call for folks um, that then leads into our process. Um, we've, we've expanded. Um, not only is it Helena and I, um, but we also have Kimmy Seltzer, who um, helps with fashion and um, wardrobe. Um, and then we also have, um, in case you want it, a fitness and health person. And we have a few other folks on our team. So we've kind of anything regarding dating, uh, health, um, we can help you with. So if any of this resonates, and then Helena is obviously going to help you with mindset, laws of attraction, manifestation, and just making you generally irresistible to men. And then I'm going to focus just on straight process and online dating systems that optimize getting you on the dates very quickly. So I, I could be wrong, but I, you know, I've had an 83% success rate on my, by myself, but I think when we're combined, Helena, I think we're at a hundred percent. Isn't that right? We are at hundred percent. Absolutely. And almost all of those women have been in their sixties. We do have some in their late forties and fifties now. So we're open on age. I know we've opened that up just because we've had so much success with the over 60 crowd, which we just love working with too. And so, yeah, that'll be the first link in the description or episode details. If you'd like to book a call with Mike, I know those tend to fill up quickly. So make sure to schedule that today if you're interested. And is there anything else people need to know about that? Yeah, thank you. Um, I would just say only sign up if this is top priority. Um, you know, time is very valuable. I don't want you to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. This is a big investment because we've got the process so dialed in, you're only going to do about an hour and a half of online dating a week. You only need to go on one date a week. And we suspect you're going to find your partner after only meeting six to eight men. So the actual time spent is not that much, but this has to be really important because if you don't you know, want to work with Helena to get that mindset dialed in, you don't want to work with me to get on these dates, do the hour and a half a week, and just totally like this is top priority, um, this isn't going to work. So we just want folks where they're like, I want my partner. Let's go get it. Then we're going to be successful all day with those folks. So come sign up. If you're in that mindset, I want my partner and we're going to get the job done. Absolutely. We just love working with women in helping them get that love life, that relationship of their dreams. Mike always jokes that he pulled me out of retirement because I stopped doing private coaching years ago and it took him a while to convince me. But once we started working together with women and just seeing how quickly they can get success every single time, really without exception, once if you just have the right mindset and you do the system, right? it's just been so much fun. We love working with people. So we'd love to know you and work with you if this is something you're interested in. So Mike, thank you so much. This was great. I think this is one of my favorite podcast episodes I've ever done. I always love chatting with you and <laughs> I loved all the words of wisdom you shared. I hope we can do this again soon. Absolutely. And just a last thing, mm -hmm. Elena, you are the secret weapon. The reason I had to convince you for so many years is like, I knew that the reason some folks weren't being successful is because I didn't have the skill set you have of 
kind of shifting a person's mindset, making them open to love and letting it in. Just absolutely phenomenal work. Everyone that works with you loves you. They change how they're seeing dating. And it's just remarkable. It's amazing. Um, So I can't say enough about, you know, what you're doing for our practice and for our clients. It's really amazing. I love hearing that. Thank you so much. Secret weapon. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever been called that before, but I'll take it. I think that is great. So, and obviously, you know, you have the highest success rate in the entire country. So if I was going to partner with someone, it was definitely going to be with you. We just have a blast working with women. So yeah, thanks again for coming on and thanks for listening. Everyone, make sure you're following my podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. I have new episodes coming out every week, sometimes more often. So make sure to click the follow button on my podcast homepage so you don't miss any of them. And Mike, thank you so much again. I hope we can do this again soon. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.